Hey, everybody. You're listening to NC Shop Talk, brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. All right, everybody. Welcome back to NC Shop Talk. Our next guest is an integral cog in the wheel of Velocity Restorations. Velocity Restorations is located in Pensacola, Florida, and over the last decade has taken the custom automotive industry by storm. They build and restore custom Ford Broncos, custom trucks, and classic cars of all kinds. In addition to their ground-up manufacturing, Velocity also performs restoration upgrades to your existing vehicle. Their assembly line builds have no limits, from pickups to Camaros to international scouts, you name it, they do it. How would I describe Velocity Restorations? I did a little bit, but I can go on and on and on. But mainly what I see is an industry leader, a revolutionary manufacturer, a standout brand led by cutting edge designers. Representing Velocity Restorations today on the show is Cody Dabney. I met Cody about two years ago, and we're gonna dive into him and how we met and all that good stuff. But I really want to start off with his role with Velocity and what it's all about. Cody, welcome to the show. Mal, thanks for having me, man. Super excited to be on this. You know, been listening to some of the podcast and, you know, have really looked up to a lot of the guys that you have on it, you know, for a long time. You know, industry greats. You know, I remember, you know, I listened to the Shannon Walters podcast. I listened to... uh Cato and you know listening to somebody's story is always super exciting to me understanding where they came from you know so yeah really excited to be on here um yeah Cody Dabney Velocity Modern Classics I'm the director of custom vehicle operations and our R&D department got kind of a finger and foot in a lot of different departments here at the shop and you know how you met me of course is you know through our you know trim shop you know, I think it was uh, Cato's class that I first yeah, met you. Almost two years ago now, believe it or not. It's been that long, the first time we met. Yeah, and I think we'd actually spoke on the phone a couple of times, you know, ordered some equipment from you, sewing machines, you know. you know, So we'd already, I think, had a, a relationship there. But, you know, once we finally met, it was like we already knew each other. But, you know, to kind of step back a little bit, you know, I was in that training class, you know, because I, you know, manage our trim shop. And we're, we're definitely a young crowd to be in the, the trimmers industry. You know, I think we're, we're up and coming, still learning a lot, you know, just yeah. kind of staying in our lane. Um, but, you know, just, just watching what everybody's doing and admiring. I'm always looking from afar, just seeing what everybody's doing. And, you know, I just appreciate what everybody else does. It's you know, fun. You know, everyone takes different things out of these podcasts. You know, for me, it's obviously um a learning experience right because it's one thing to make the machines deliver the machines help people solve some issues on the sewing workrooms but i don't know what you guys do and you guys are relatively new which we're going to dive into i don't want to get there yet but i've learned a boat ton doing this um you know so it's been a really good experience that way and getting to know people better and better guys a lot of the guys i talk to i, I barely know you know like you we've developed a good rapport when we met out at Phil and Justin's class at the bitch and stitching class, we hit it off, I think pretty much right away. And you know, that, that really galvanized us and 
you know, it's like going through anything, going through team sports. You spend some time together. You see what people are all about. And, you know, we had a really good rapport, which is nice. Now, your exact role with Velocity kind of went through it. Is there, and you said, you just dawned on me, you said there's more, you know, a lot of things you have your hand on or a role on, you know, elaborate that on, elaborate on that a little bit for us. Um, I came to Velocity to, to really just paint trucks. You know, I was hired as a painter. Um, that was a little over seven years ago. So my main role was just in the body shop, you know, spraying trucks and, you know, develop that process, you know, with the team, you know, and the owner and how to refine that process. And as we grew the demand for a manager for that department, you know, arose. So, I mean, I was in the paint booth spraying trucks and there's people knocking on the door, needing answers, needing decisions. And we had to come to a crossroad of, you know, do you keep painting or do you just start to, you know, manage the shop? So took a step back and, you know, really started to develop the management process and, you know, refine the process. So fast forward, you know, a couple of years of, you know, from 15 trucks a year to 150 trucks a year, you know, we went from a 20,000 square foot facility to what we're in now, which is a 130,000 square foot facility. I mean, you visited it, you know, it's, yep. it's hard to imagine all this stuff fit into 20,000 square feet. I still don't, um, we talked about that. I, don't know, I, I really don't know how you did it to be truthful. Um, it, it doesn't make sense. The 130 and change that I saw was packed, not packed, but you know, well-filled, uh, how in the world you put 20 something thousand square feet, you had all those different departments jammed in there. I could not imagine how you did it. Yeah. And while we were in the older facility, um, it was a couple of years ago, we took on, we decided we needed to do our interiors in house. You know, we'd subbed a couple of them out and, you know, the demand and the volume of what we needed um, was so hard to send to one shot one at a time. So, you know, we came to the the decision of we need our own trim shop, you know, so um, hired a couple talented guys and, you know, kicked it off and had to learn an extreme amount of just how to do it. Yeah. Uh, I've always been around the interior process and designing it and know what good looks like, you know, so once we decided that, you know, hey, we got another department that needs, you know, management now, you know, I I took on that role and, you know, really started to streamline our process and, you know, how do we get, you know, interiors done in a certain amount of time. On our, right. It's know. not just, it's not just about, I mean, you look at the trucks and you say, okay, these trucks are wicked, which they are. They're incredibly designed. They're incredibly um, just really detailed and the quality shines through from the motors to the paint to to everything but the fact that velocity is kind of doing a one-stop shop of excellence and striving for that excellence you can't get it all you know all in one shot you got to grow different sectors but um bring trying to bring things in house has definitely i'm sure been a challenge for you guys but you're doing a heck of a job with it um one thing i wanted to touch on and we're you're jumping a little bit into another thing i wanted to touch on but it's okay it's good um I want to tell you what I thought the first time I met you and you're going to, I don't know if you'll be surprised or um, they're all, I saw you playing for velocity was way different. So, and it could have been a little skewed because most of the people that go to these classes are owners of 
the businesses, you know, small businesses are the ones that usually go, you know, there's exceptions to the rule, of course, but you're there at the class. I met you. And the first couple of times I heard you speak in front of everyone, when you introduce yourself, I thought you were definitely part of the ownership team, not because of anything you said, there was no bragging or any of that nonsense, but you just seemed like a, you know, like a natural born leader to me. Um, and like I said, nothing that you said per se, but just like the pride that you showed in being part of Velocity, almost like it was yours. That's the kind of love and pride that you show towards, you know, towards the company. And I look for that in people. What makes people stand out to me? That's a big part of it. Your passion, your commitment to excellence, all that good stuff. And I could see that in you. And I know that sounds weird. Uh, and I'm not, wasn't stalking you at the class, but after getting to know you, you seem like you're all in. And because of that, it was safe to say, I think that's why I liked you right from the start. And we hit it off. Yeah, I'm definitely all in, man. I bring my my whole self to work every day. And, you know, this company velocity means everything to me. You know, I put my soul and my pride into everything we're doing. And I care about what we're putting out every single day. I'm, I care about what that, that customer thinks when they get their truck for the first time, you know, from front to back and, they want to be proud of, you know, what they've, what they purchased. And I want to be proud of what we've built. Yeah. Um, so th this, this shop and this industry is my life. Um, I, I sink everything into it, but yeah, this, this place means a lot to me when I get to go and visit other places, especially, you know, even if I'm just training somewhere, getting to know somebody, you know, I want them to see our passion through myself you know, we've got a lot of people here. We've got a lot of talented people here and, and, you know, I want them to see, you know, Hey, yeah, we're putting everything into this, you know? So yeah, I, I, I put my heart in it, man. I love it. Good stuff. No, it's definitely it shines through. So that, that was, uh, you know, obviously apparent to me. So we have, like we said, we met for the first time at bitch and stitch in 2021. You were there with a couple other velocity members, John, and forgive me, who else was there with you that first time we met? Uh, we had our other trimmer, Brian, there as well. Brian. Okay. So the three of you guys were there, and you're, you both, you all had taken a seat fabrication class and I think a door fabrication following that. But following that, it, it didn't stop. You kept coming one class after another, one class after another. They put on a class, you're coming to learn. Following this, you continued to attend more classes and you went to the mobile solutions classes. Give us the background. Is this a philosophy that Velocity has? continue learning is it something you want to do because you're just specifically trying to grow this interior shop or is it every segment of velocity where they're constantly going to classes uh yeah we are sending other departments to classes as well but um i'm when i go to these classes i'm not the one in there physically doing a lot of the work i have helped the guys you know do some things and i'm i'm learning to sew and I want to understand every aspect of how something is built and be able to work with the guys. And when they're telling me something, I understand the lingo. I can look at a seat cover. I can look at something they're fabricating and, and understand it and give guidance. Mm -hmm. And as a manager and a director here at Velocity, if you don't have that, that knowledge, it's hard to lead a team. You know, so the more that I know, the better I'm going to be and the better my team is going to be, you know. So, yeah, I it, it everything I learned from a class, I can take something, you know, even, you know, the way 
Cato or Justin or Brian is teaching a class and, you know, just their demeanor and their attitude goes a long ways. You know, they, they talk about more than just building and fabricating. It's, it's how you run a shop. It's how you communicate people. You know, it's how you build partnerships. It's, it's how you help each other. You know, there's a lot more than just the hands-on physical learning that you get out of these trainings. And I bring that back and I can use it across the shop on more levels than just learning how to build a seat cover. You know, so it's, it's huge to me. It's the camaraderie too, because a couple of times we had met and the last class I was at, I had just flown in and was meeting you guys at night for dinner. And I pull up in the car and of course it was a little, you know, convertible. We had the top down screwing around over there. And uh, Phil likes when I get that, we have so much fun and I'm just ripping around and acting like idiots doing donuts and whatnot. But uh, I pull up and I'm with Randy from Orange Isles and all uh, I put the car in park. And the minute I put it in park, someone runs in full speed, puts their hands <laughs> over my eyes, covers me up. And it, I'm like, this is the strongest human being that's ever had their hands on my life. I'm dead. I'm freaking dead. The first thing I had is I'm dead. And I turn around. You, you let go, of course. I turn around. I'm wait, I mean, I'm sitting in a car with a seatbelt on. Where am I going? And, uh, <laughs> it was you. It scared the freaking crap out of me. So yeah, thanks. yeah, it was a good time. I remember, I remember yeah. the rental cars, the convertibles, man. But yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Just the camaraderie and the people that you meet. And you'll be surprised when you go to these training classes in different parts of the country who you meet and who you can connect with. Yeah, and learn and learn these little nuggets from everybody exactly you know, and share that knowledge yeah i've had a, a million people ask me for a million different things and as a result of classes like this going to sema uh you have a wealth of knowledge you're like oh yeah you need a steering wheel you know um call jonathan at spark done i met him at a class he seemed like a you know really good guy a lot of the guys that i've spoken with speak volumes about him so if someone wants a steering wheel call spark done. And it's, it's brand building. It's generating business. It's word of mouth. It's everything in between. So it's, it's a good thing. Um, Let's dive into the production a little bit. I was there last week, did a shop tour. You gave me an incredible shop tour, hung out, had some fun. You're talking about almost a hundred and, you know, close to 140,000 square feet of production floor. I, I honestly don't even know where to start, but one thing that I thought was fascinating was the assembly line. And there you had a couple different assembly lines set up on one side of the building that intrigued me. And that's the side with the cutter, just to give you an idea. How many guys are manning a single assembly line at one given time? How many stations are there? Anything else you want to let the audience know? Because I'm taking a wild guess, 90% plus of the audience has not does not have carnal knowledge of an assembly line modern day. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, we, I think we have about 50 to 60 guys on both assembly lines from, you know, station one to station 10. Um, And that's what a lot of people don't know about us is that we are production. Yeah. We've built some custom cars, custom trucks, and, you know, we love to do that, but our business model is production. You know, we can build a Bronco and, you know, it was 14 weeks. Now we're down to 10 weeks. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like going to Ford or Chevrolet when you want to pick out your options for your new vehicle, you know, we've dialed it down to where we can streamline it and produce that vehicle quickly, efficiently, and have a lot of quality in it. 
Yeah, except and, everything's th not to interject. I don't want to forget this because I should have brought it up first. No robotics, kids. All by hand. Yeah, so yeah, all line stuff. Yeah, yeah, all hands on. And you know, for the people listening, if you if you put your hands on a classic car, nothing fits great. Nothing is perfect. You know, so you know from front to back it's it's dialing everything in it's not like putting on a new 2022 fender door or part you know it takes a lot of manpower a lot of knowledge and you know it's something we built on for years to be able to perfect that yeah the experience um, right yeah yeah and you know but we're production that's that's what velocity is we're building and manufacturing classic vehicles and you know people know us for Broncos. When you, when you run into somebody and you say velocity, Oh yeah, yeah. The Bronco guys. And, you know, now we have the ability to produce the new models. The, the we're getting into 67, 68 Mustangs. We're getting into K5 Blazers, you know, our F series truck that you've seen, which we can touch on that in a little bit, but yep. you know, we're headed towards five assembly lines of, you know, a couple hundred vehicles a year through here. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of people in this industry that are doing what we're doing and, you know, and we're just, we're staying in our lane too. You know, we're not really concerned about what everybody else is doing. You know, our business model works and we're pushing hard and we're pushing fast. Well, there's but, a lot of guys chasing you. That's for sure. And, you know, it's good to be chased. That means you're doing something right. You guys recently purchased <laughs> a massive 3d printer which is about the size of a small bedroom what are the plans for it and how does velocity see it being employed so when we buy a piece of machinery like that whether it be yeah a printer or five axis or three axis router it's production yeah of course we'll print some custom parts on it but you know, our mindset is production here. So, you know, that printer will print parts, whether it's for our production line or whether it be for a custom vehicle, we will use that machine day in and day out. And yeah, I plan on, you know, having a lot of custom parts designed that, you know, it starts as custom, but when we're in the mindset, we take a custom part that we've designed and then we reverse engineer it and figure out how to mass produce it. You know, so whether it be dash pads or door panels or console or something like that, you know, that equipment's meant to run day in and day out and work, you know, so that's our plans for that printer, you know, is to, is to make bigger items. You know, we've had, you know, a small printer for a little while and we've just outgrown, you know, what it can do. So we have to think bigger. Yeah. A little bit of a change of pace question here, really more of a statement, but I see velocity as doing this um it's kind of hard to say this without sounding like i'm self-promoting but it's not you know growing up i was never the smartest ever the fastest never the best never you know never had any particular skill set that would give me separation from the rest as a kid i wasn't the fastest couldn't jump the highest but i always was striving for separation I wanted to separate myself from the pack no matter what I did. And, you know, that stemmed from, I, you know, I, parenting, competition, whatever the case, I was always striving to be a better, you know, friend, better athlete, even though I wasn't, better businessman, even though I'm not, uh, more caring coach than anyone else. Whatever I tried to do, I wanted to separate myself, be different, be as the best version of myself as I could. 
And I see velocity actually being that and striving for separation. And I don't think people understand. Most people don't understand that motive. And if they do, they don't know really how to attack it. How does velocity try to separate themselves? And even though you, you, you have succeeded, but it's continued, right? It's a continued effort. What, um, you know, what separates velocity from everybody else and what's the mindset? What's the differential advantages? What, you know, what separates velocity from everybody else? Um, a lot of people can say they've got a big shop. There's, you know, there's a lot of big shops around the country and, you know, big shop usually means big money. You've got, you're doing a lot of things, but, you know, I think where we separate ourselves is efficiency and speed and volume. You know, I think the industry is slowly but surely heading towards production. And I think we're going to set the pace for that if we haven't already. And with that being said, we're offering a lot of jobs. You know, we're offering training programs for certain departments. You know, we're trying to do what other shops either can't do or just aren't thinking about. You know, just in our local community, we've you know, we're, we're hiring, you know, a lot of people and we're training them from the ground up. So, you know, so not only producing vehicles, but a lot of job opportunities come from velocity and we're proud of that. You know, we've got a great culture. It's a family atmosphere. Sure. When you were walking around, everybody's, everybody's friendly. Everybody everybody's was happy. Working. Everyone was dialed in normal conversation. You know, you speaking to any particular person, whether they were above you, below you, or on your same level, you could never tell. Everyone was just dialed in and working together. It was great. But diversity, diversity would probably be a good word for what we're doing, you know, because the truck market is huge, but I don't think it's on the volume of what we're doing. But with the diversity, we're, we're, we're building trucks and cars now. Like I said, we're, we're getting into the Mustangs and, you know, we can offer the different options, the different vehicles. We can offer it to you on a guaranteed timeline. You know, yeah. when we contract you a vehicle, we give you a guaranteed start date and a guaranteed completion date. I don't think you can go anywhere in the industry and somebody can guarantee when your vehicle is going to start and when it's going to be completed and it's delivered at your house within two weeks of completion. Yeah. That's a powerful thing, man. It really is. On my visit, it was really important for you to take me on a test drive, which I was not upset about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was another thing about taking pride and velocity, which is in the product you put out. Tell us about the Bronco we drove, what she had under the hood. And after that, I'm going to tell everybody about the test drive. All right. I'll leave the test drive part out of it i'll let you tell that awesome story right. um that was one of our signature series broncos so that's mm -hmm. again a bronco that we produced in you know 10 weeks um it was optioned out exactly the way the customer wanted it you know it's powerful to show you how well one of the trucks drive when you think a truck uh, anything is built in that amount of time yeah. i don't think anybody expects the quality that it has you know, in over 10 years of R&D to, to build a vehicle, we've got it down to a science. So I love taking people for a ride, you know, letting them experience all the things that we put into it. You see it done. It's it's so much different than going all the way to the metal shop and seeing it just kind of raw form and then jumping in it and driving it, riding in it after you've seen it through all those 
those stations and all those people working on it. And then like, holy crap, here I am riding in it. It's powerful. You know, we've got a great driving truck that, you know, I'm proud of and our team is proud of. So yeah, when somebody comes into the shop and they see our facility, hell yeah, we're going for a ride and we're going to see what you think. So here, I'll let you, uh, here, <laughs> here, here's the thing drive. that, here's the thing that threw me at first. I didn't expect a perfectly detailed without a speck of dust on her truck tire shine the whole shooting match was on it was ready you know ready to go pulls up and i'm thinking why in my brain why are we driving this this thing's cleaned up and ready we get inside open it up thinking the inside's gonna be you know unfinished surely not it was 100 flawless i get in there's a little mat on top of the auto mats and I'm thinking, holy cow, I got to keep my dirty feet on this little paper mat. So I'm squeezing my body in, you know, like, like trying to get as small as a six-year-old. That wasn't working too well. And all I'm thinking about is I'm going to dirty the mats. I'm going to, you know, um, you know, kick a door. Like, I don't want to be responsible for scuffing anything up. So I'm asking, like, what are we doing? And sure enough, I didn't, I didn't say anything. And uh, we get in the car. We start going. And before I could say anything, you know, first thing you said to me was ever been in a Bronco with a coyote motor. And I just about to say no. And I did say no. You drop the hammer and the wheels just start pouring smoke. So <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I guess I'm not allowed to answer. Now she needs a bath, but the test drive wasn't over. Now we're cruising. You do this right in front of the shop. So it's like, you know, if your owners are out there seeing this, they're obviously not going to be upset. So this is how velocity test their cars right they are pushing it to extremes all right so we we you know we lit them up a little bit no big deal so a couple of turns wait till you have a little clearing and you go on to tell me how important it is for velocity to build their cars you know their their, their vintage trucks or vintage cars to feel and drive like a modern car or truck top end suspension easy to drive comfortable don't even have to have a hand on the steering wheel. Like everything handles like it, like a new car off the assembly line today. So the next gem you said was want to test the brakes <laughs> before I could say, <laughs> okay. Or you didn't even say, hang on. You said, hang on. After it was like, you were kind of started. we got to be doing about 40, 45, 50. You lock up the brakes on rain soaked at a rain soaked <laughs> road. And we take her sideways. Of course, nothing really scares me in a car. It's very hard to scare me. And we're both laughing. She goes sideways. We're heading towards a ditch, which was about a foot and a half worth of, probably a foot and a half, two and a half feet worth of water, you know, in about a four foot ditch. And we're laughing our, our butts off, just loving it. And we, you know, we stopped about, you know, 10, 12 feet of the ditch. But needless to say, you were, he goes, well, I guess the brakes were good. <laughs> yeah man and i'm just laughing i'm thinking dear god talk about like a rigorous testing program we're putting her through the paces you know real well um yeah coyote five liters you know we're moving into the 10 speeds you know famously we've done you know four speed six speeds you know like i said going into 10 speeds but you know you've got the option of, of getting a stock frame chassis. You can get the velocity proprietary chassis that, that we offer our customers. 
you know, you were sitting in a leather interior, you can pick from vinyl, you can pick from leather, you can pick audio upgrades, you can pick um, four point roll cages, six point ranger package, you know, so we've really outfitted it to, to please everybody and, you know, give all those options to where, you know, you can personalize it just enough to where it's yours you know, and not, oh man, I just got another Bronco. It looks like the other guys down the street, but you know, the way we're driving it, we torture test our trucks. You know, we want to know that if something's going to break, it's going to break on us. We don't want to send a nearly $300,000 vehicle home and, you know, transmission fails or something in the rear axle, you know, well, I can attest something. to that. Whoever's listening, they're going to test the crap out of these things. So you can rest assured when you get it, she, she's ready for battle. Yeah. And what's a, what's a drive where you're just cruising around. Let's do some burnouts. Let's have some fun. You know, yeah. let's show you what, you know, <laughs> something that, you know, is, it looks like seventies technology can, can rip, man. I mean, that was, we were ripping. That was fun. Yeah. 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 They're badass trucks. I love them. Oh, heck yeah. All right. Let's change gears completely now and put you on the NC shop talk rapid fire hot seat. You've heard the podcast many times. Just do your best to give me quick answers. And a couple of them are going to, at the end, we're going to camp out a little bit. But um, the first handful should be pretty quick. You ready to go? Let's do it. Do you miss power lifting? Yes. You do. All right. I can't imagine why. Your body must be hurting <laughs> from it, but whatever. Uh, if you loved it, you loved it. What's your favorite outdoor activity? Camping. Okay. Within camping, are you camping and just sitting still? Or are you guys doing active stuff? What are you doing when you go camping? Drinking whiskey, shooting guns, burning wood, you know, man stuff. Man stuff. All right. I got to take up some of that. I shoot guns, but I hate camping. Uh, I, I, need a, I need a cozy bed. I'm sorry. I'm bougie like that. Before you started working at Velocity, what was your dream car? Uh, 70 split bumper Camaro. Okay. Since you started working at Velocity, has that remained your dream car or have you changed? Still my favorite car. Okay. Love it love it buddy of mine had one of those after high school he bought a beat up one and fixed it up and everything else and if he still has it he's probably killing it right now uh probably based on the fact that i think he paid about three grand for it oh yeah yeah what what's your favorite build to that velocity has produced whether a truck a bronco car what's your favorite style that velocity has hands down high roller that was the f-250 that we had at sema Love that boy, don't, uh, don't don't go into it got good got a question for that bro don't do it that's my favorite too which you already know i mean no made no qualms about that okay true or false you got married in vegas this year at sema true <laughs> true or false Phil Cato was a bridesmaid at your wedding. True. <laughs> if you said false, I was going to say, okay, maybe the flower girl then? <laughs> Either way, it's a perfect role for him. Bridesmaid or flower Absol girl. Absolutely. Yeah. Maid of honor, not so much. Some of you might not know this, um, but Cody and his lovely wife decided to get married in Vegas this year at SEMA. We talked about it briefly when I visited. I heard through Phil and Corey, but tell me how did this transpire how did that conversation go whose idea it was give us a skinny on that it's a very interesting story and we'll I'll, I'll give you the front end of it but the back end of it isn't doing so great right now okay. um but yeah i mean we've been together two years you know we wanted something simple you know 
what's we're both going to be at SEMA that year. Hey, let's just go to Vegas and do the simple thing. It's super fun. It's cheap. I had some of my best friends that, you know, have been around for a long time there and it was a great experience. And, you know, everybody talks, Oh, let's go to Vegas and get married. It, it was worth it, man. I loved it. It was a freaking badass experience. And who brought it up first? It was definitely my idea to do okay. it there, but it was instant. Yeah. Let's, let's just get it done. That's crazy. She sounded like a good time. Good stuff. Yeah, it was good. All right. And let's camp out on this one for a minute, getting a little more serious. This doesn't have to be work-related. It can be whatever you want. So be open-minded towards it. We've talked about work a lot. But whatever it is, you tell us. What are you – it could be any age to it. It would be now. What are you most proud of? If you had to pick one thing in your life you're most proud of, what is it? I am most proud of my personal growth. You know, throughout this industry, you have to grow, you have to learn how to talk to people, you know, you have to accept how things are going to come. You can't change every situation, you know, being around people and understanding them in this industry and growing with them is super important to me, you know, and I was pretty rough around the edges when I got into this industry and had to, had to calm it down a little bit and, you know, become more of a leader. So my personal growth and becoming a leader with velocity and the shop is probably one of my greatest accomplishments. All right. You still, you still amp up the temper when you have to. Sometimes you got to turn it up just a little bit, but Little I've learned boy. to learn to dial it in. Yeah. I got a bad one too. So when it, when it's time, it's time, but try not to as much as ever frequently as I used to, so to speak. Okay. The foundation by the way, you're off the hot seat, and that was easy. I didn't even torture you. I should have, but I did it. You're welcome. I was <laughs> I was hoping for more. <laughs> <laughs> the foundation of Velocity Builds starts with the chassis, just like any other build. So when I was there, you, we go outside. You go, hey, you want to see some Bronco chassis? We go, we go outside. It's a friggin' Bronco chassis graveyard. Dozens here, hundreds there, all genuine Bronco chassis. They're all going to be used. You know, I thought it was a graveyard. Like they're no, no, we use these. These are original Bronco chassis. We're we bring them in and we bring them back to life and restore them and all that good stuff. When it's not restored at your facility, and you guys are doing a ground up restoration on the chassis as well. I mean, everything. You rely on Roadster Shop chassis. In fact, from what I've been told, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the biggest buyer of Roadster Shop chassis in the world. Tell us about this relationship as much as you can tell us about the volume and uh, third third layer to it why velocity employs roadster shop chassis what makes them special i mean it's obvious roadster shops history you know it's a no-brainer to work with you know phil and jeremy just awesome team you know i deal with you know also you know josh henning um phil smont you know it's a phenomenal team you know, they build great products. So, you know, why not go to the best when you need a chassis built? And, I, you know, I don't know if we're the biggest in the world, but, you know, we buy a lot of chassis from them. You know, we do a lot of customs and, you know, yeah, we've, we rely on them, you know, to, to produce what we need. And if you're going to somebody that has the same passion that you do in the industry, you're going to get a great product. And, you know, so it makes sense to work with those types of people in the industry. You know, we don't want anything subpar. You've been to our facility. You've seen everything we do. You've ridden in our trucks. 
subpar is not what we do. So it is the very foundation of your build to have top notch. So it just yeah. makes sense to go to them, you know, so we've got our own chassis, you know, that, uh, roaster shop builds. And, you know, if you want a velocity roaster shop chassis, you can buy it through us, you know, you know, and get that proprietary chassis and we'll sell it to you, you know, yeah. in a lot of different shapes and forms, but, um, yeah, the partnership with roaster shop has been great. Um, we actually met them at a good guy's show a few years ago and they had just started to build the IFS Bronco chassis and they met us at good guys and you know seen one of our you know signature series trucks and thought it would just be a phenomenal partnership to hey let's do this you know we want you guys to build a truck i don't know them i mean i don't know anything about building a car i know how to drive it real fast and not lose a race that's about it but what i do know just in life foundation is the key right so you're building a car and you want to start with a great foundation, who better than the best with Roaster Shop? And that's what Velocity is all about. Striving for the best, aligning themselves with the best, going with the best, and who better than RS? I mean, even I know that. And I'm not I'm not even necessarily, quote unquote, a, uh, you know, a gearhead or a car guy as far as being able to build. But I know someone says to me, oh, what chassis should I use? Hey, call RS first. If you could afford it, go with it. Um yeah, I think that was a good point that you made. Align yourself with good people in the industry. And yeah. You're going to have a good product. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Let's change gears again over to SEMA 22. I stopped you before. And you already know my personal favorite velocity build is the F-250. It just, I'm not a pickup guy per se, even though I just bought one from Richard. But this F-250 series that you guys launched and you built, is just incredible. I love it. I want one. You exhibited at SEMA this year. And what some listeners, you know, might not know is you guys also entered it in Battle of the Builders and had a heck of a run in Battle of the Builders. Tell us about that first. Yeah, just a real quick background of that truck. We, you know, we had one of our existing clients really interested in it and aligned with, you know, getting that, you know, the F-Series off the ground. And, you know, the truck really wasn't supposed to be at SEMA, you know, it was just supposed to be our, you know, first production model of that truck, um, through, you know, a couple custom touches at it that just, you know, really aligned with the customer. But for the most part, that is a truck that we built in 14 weeks, you know, had some great opportunities land in our lap, you know, for going to some shows and, you know, had a great opportunity to go to uh, SEMA with it. So it was inside hot rod alley said, Hey, hell with it let's put it in battle of the builders what's the worst that could happen you know so first day you know we make top 40 oh wow like holy shit this mm -hmm. is crazy you know yep. production truck in the middle of SEMA made top 40 so I'm like all right that's all we're gonna get you know awesome we got top 40 you know a day later get the phone call hey you made top 12 we're I think here. I cried yeah I, <laughs> I, I think I cried you know that was a pretty monumental moment you know, for myself and the business in the whole, and as the team, you know, that anybody that had something to do with that build. So yeah, to be in the ring with, with guys like ring brothers by my side, you know, we pretty much went head to head with those guys and that phenomenal K five that they built, you know, to be in that presence was, it, you know, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Well, that's a one-off truck. So ring brothers is working on one truck. You're working on 250. 
So, yeah. Yeah. And I talked yeah. about that, you know, you do the whole, you know, you do the whole interview, you do a whole day of shooting for TV history channel, and you're all talking about your builds and, you know, it came my turn to talk about the truck. And I'm just like, man, guys, I'm standing here with all of you today with a truck that we built in 14 weeks. And some of you have spent years on your cars. Yeah. You know, so I, I was so happy to be amongst those guys and those builders and proud of, you know, our entire team for building it. But I mean, Coolsby, Ring Brothers, you're talking, you know, primo builders and a boat ton of time and, you know, highly, highly specialized builds. And here you are with a truck you did in 14 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was just amazed that people were so impressed with a production truck, you know, and I'm proud of our vehicles and I'm proud of our trucks that we build, you know, but. It, it was never meant to be a show truck, you know, yeah, and time out, so that, time out. One quick question not to interrupt you, but how many other production trucks were in the battle of the builders? Zero. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zero production trucks. So carry on. yeah, yeah, man, I was super humble to be there. Um, but yeah, man, production truck, 14 weeks in the middle of cars that, you know, cost upward of a million dollars plus, you know, it was, I just couldn't have appreciated it anymore. And our team, you know, everybody that had hands on that truck was just blown away that we had that opportunity. And, you know, I'll remember it for a long time, but awesome experience, you know, top 12. Um, of course we didn't go to the top four, but, you know, was super happy with what we accomplished and, you know, just that was to go to SEMA with a truck like that first time in hot rod alley, get top 12 and battle the builders, you know, top four of our class. Yeah. What else, what else do you want, man? I mean, that, that was, it was awesome. That's incredible. Now there's something else that teases this and I don't know if I'm off base with this, but I know was Jade Leno involved with this truck or knew about it or spoke about it or stopped by your booth. What you had mentioned him a long time ago to me while we were there. And I can't remember. Was it, tell me what was, how was the Jay, how was Jay Leno involved with this thing? Uh, he got word of it, you know, I don't know if it was video or pictures and seen it and, you know, decided he wanted to have it, you know, on Jay Leno's garage, you know, so who, who in their right mind turns that down, Nice. you know, he's, it's the pinnacle of, of car guys, you know, yeah. so, so yeah, he, he had us on the show. We, you know, hauled the truck out to California, shot with him for a day. And I don't know if you've met Jay or not, but I mean, the most humble guy you've ever met. I heard everyone life. loves him. I haven't met him. I'm, you know, I'm not on that food chain, but he's, everyone says he's like the nicest, most genuine, normal, you know, cabillionaire out there. And, uh, he, I didn't know you were on the show. I don't know how the hell I missed that on social media. I really don't. Was did the episode air already? It airs next month. Um, I think second week of February, but um, we'll definitely put that out there, but I will tell you, he drove the wheels off that truck. Okay. He he don't take it easy, man. He's trying to, he wants to know if you built something solid or you built a piece of crap, Wow. you know, and he, he's going to say something, you know, if it's, if it's not right. I mean, the first thing he does is test the damn horn on it. It's like, Oh man, if the horn, (laughs) the horn doesn't work and it's Jay Leno voice, you know, did he, did he, did he love it? Oh, he loved it, man. Like he said, it was the most comfortable bench seat that he's ever sat in, you know, Pat, Pat, Cato and Justin on the back for teaching us some skills there. Um, but yeah, he loved it. Did he, did he, did he put his money where his mouth is and buy one? (laughs) I I wish. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see. He will. He's got to be very careful though. He doesn't, he does he can't, he can't do that with every single solitary vehicle that he comes across or he's going to piss off a lot of people, but 
That is a special truck. As you know me, I'm not a truck guy. And if I had one pickup truck or one truck, period, to buy from anywhere in the world, by far, hands down, I'm buying that truck. Well, come on down, man. We'll build you one. We'll Dude, you're building like one eighth of one because I can't afford that thing. We'll build you a door. How about that? All right, a door. Give me a door. Give me a door and, <laughs> you know, maybe the, 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 the fabric fabric inserts on the seats. I'll take one of the, you know, something like that. It'll be good. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of your builds had, and you, I think I impressed you with this. When I was there last week, I saw a seat insert. I don't know if it was a, I think it was a K5. I think it was a Bronco. And I saw the seat insert. I said, what is that, Chilowich? And you looked at me, your eyes opened up a little bit. You go, yeah, that is Chilowich. How'd you know that? It's old-time customer. But uh, yeah, that Chilowich fabric, I felt it, and I, I knew what it was. Um, so you guys are really, you know, putting an emphasis on these interiors and doing different things and, you know, stretching out the limits of creativity, which is definitely good to see. Yeah, it it's important to us to offer something that is different. You know, if everybody's got the same seat, the same colors, you know, in the Chilowich that you've seen, you know, we offer it in a lot of different colors. That's our, that's our standard mats that we're putting in these trucks. And, right. you know, we, we put it into the seats as you could see. And, you know, that's actually in our Ranger package that we offer. And, you know, people love that seat. I think it's one of the greatest things that we've come up with here. And, you know, what's special about that seat and that design is you can only get that if you buy our Ranger package Bronco, you know, it's kind of like going to Ford and you want a platinum, you know, F-250. It's got, it's got something different about it. You can only get it if you get that platinum, you know? So, you know, that's the way we design that, but yeah, that's Very a, cool. that's a, that's a hot seller, man. man. If you're listening, the owner of Chilowich is Joe Sultan. Tell them that NC and Velocity sent you over. Joe, come see <laughs> us. I'd love to meet you. Yeah, Joe's never getting on the phone, but you could say, hey, you know, <laughs> they're good people. Uh, we know they're production people as well. Now, going back to the technology, and then we'll kind of close with this. We, last year, when I took on the CNC distributorship, you and I, I, I briefly brought it up to you and you pretty much let me know that's ah, so that's something we're ready for yet but you know we're we'll obviously we're thinking about everything and we talked about it last week you know the cnc stitching machines just to make things faster and easier you guys are always no matter what your your upholstery department is fresh you just started it and you're already thinking about buying a cnc machine okay everyone listening thinking oh well they can afford it no 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 no, no. it's not about that it's about using it and becoming better and faster and more proficient so even though your upholstery division is is small and it's just getting started, your team does not hold back about investigating every single solitary element of doing things faster and easier. And I think that is real important. And I think that's what will continue to separate velocity from a lot of other companies that become stagnant, satisfied. You don't need to do that stuff. You could sub those panels out to whoever you want, but it's something that you guys are considering. And that's just a small insight into the velocity mentality. Do as much as you can. Don't rely on anybody else. Am I right with that assessment? Yeah. If you didn't notice while you're here, everything is done in house. I mean, we've right. even got our own powder coat facility here. Yeah. You know, so if you're in production, everything is about efficiency. So yeah, 
you probably noticed most all of our CNC machines are running. Everything's running. You know, if, if it's not running, it's it's not it's not doing its job. And it's you, not had, you had that one investment. machine cutting nine door panels at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what that's about. You know, crazy. It, it's efficiency man in its production. But yeah, um, I'm super interested in the CNC machine. You know, I see a lot of people taking it on you know, what it can do in the speed, you know, I, I think it might have a good fit here at some point at velocity, but it's definitely something that we're considering. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. And I think like I said, it's a three or four month process of talking about it. And, um, but like anything else, I mean, you're, you're stinking paint. Yeah. Let's go, let's go check out the paint department. We go in, I don't know how many square feet that paint department is, but it's enormous. And yeah. then within the paint department are paint booths, which are again enormous and it's a double-sided double-sided paint rooms so you're like twins it's crazy yeah yeah two gfc boost ten thousand square feet you know you need a lot of room to run that production through there and you know paint shop is probably one of the most important places in a production facility um you know so yeah we we put a lot of thought into that paint shop and how does it work for us and how do we run you know four or five assembly lines through here but yeah it took a lot of uh scribbling on napkins and late nights to you know kind of figure that setup out but it's working and you know it's it is a hell of a paint facility state of the art to say the least it's crazy can you still paint with the best of them or what i think i could probably knock the rust off if i had to get back in the booth i still got still got my spray gun still got them got all the satas in the toolbox next week have a paint panel challenge with your guys let's see who comes out on top i'm down see if the old man still got it even though you're not old slicker than owl shit <laughs> all right man well thank you so much for coming on i think we touched on everything did i miss anything you want to go over you know don't hesitate tell me Oh, man, I think it was great. We touched on a lot of things, Mal. i you know, really thankful for being on the show. Um, again, you've got some great people that I've always looked up to for a long time, you know, really admire, you know, there's a lot of great people in this industry and I just enjoy seeing what everybody's doing and just talking to them. You know, I run into guys at SEMA and shows all the time and just want to shake their hand. Hey, I'm, I'm with Velocity. This is who we are. I really like what you're doing. Great job. You know, everybody yeah. keep pushing, put the hammer down. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.